episode three of season two of the Revolutionary Sports Front. Happy Saturday. What's going on? We got a special guest today to my left. Uh, not unfamiliar with the show is Cody Steffes in the house. What's up, guys? Uh, back from his honeymoon and fresh as a daisy is Joe via Skype, as always. And, of course, Tony to my left, Jerry to my right, the Preston Twins. We got the full gang and We're a special twins, guest. damn it. <laughs> the full <laughs> gang and a special guest. Yeah. It's a beautiful Saturday. Uh, college football today and football tomorrow and the next day. So let's dive in and start off with college. Um, Michigan State on the bye week, so we'll start off with, uh, with the big brother. And Michigan, they played Air Force yesterday. Uh, always a tough matchup when you're playing those military teams. Real difficult to to get a grasp on, but um, they got the job done. Would have liked to see a little higher score. What you guys think? You watch it? I think what you said is when you play the military schools, it is always a tough time. That's what people don't realize when you're playing those teams. I mean, I pretty sure Navy runs. I don't. I'm not sure if Army even has a football team. They're so horrible. But Navy. Yeah, and they Air played football. Ohio State yesterday. Anyways, no, uh, not Notre Dame. Navy and Air Force. They both run a triple option. They're one of the only teams sure. that does that. So does Army. So does Army. And then you have, because of the size requirements, they they can't have big linemen, so they cut block everything, which means basically off the snap, the linemen dive at the defensive linemen's knees in order to block them instead of getting up, get two hands on the pads, and, like, put them where they want to be, so... It's a really tough task, is what I'm trying it's to get. It's a tough at. task, and you got to figure too. The guys are, you know, they're not the best athletes, but they're going to be very well disciplined. Uh, they're going to, they're just going to demonstrate. They're not going to give up and quit. You know, have any of the bullshit you see like it's on a Florida or a Notre Dame. Or if something you look like that. historically, teams that play uh, <laughs> the academies early in the season do end up with some knee injuries later in the season because of all that cut blocking. It's like super horrible on people's knees. But I mean, yeah. it's the only way they can get around because I mean, you're in the military, Joe. You know there's size restrictions, so they can't have a 330 pound lineman. It's just not possible. Yeah. So I, uh, one of the schools I went to, um, coming up in the Marines, we we had a guy who played line for uh, Air Force, and he had to drop like 50 pounds to get into that course uh, to make it through, and he was still, uh, I mean, he was a big dude, but he, I mean. And he, he he wasn't like you know 300 pounds like when I'm saying he dropped like 50 pounds, he got himself down to like 220. So he I mean he was only like 270 pounds, uh, and, and I mean that, that's not very big when you talk about an offensive lineman in the, in the NCAA these days. So yeah, it's it's pretty rough. And I mean Notre Dame, I mean they used to play Navy and Army every year. Now they only play one, and that it's for pretty much just Navy. But uh, the the coaching staff used to just like get you know, go crazy and we will lose a defensive tackle or two every season because uh, they get their knees blown out. So uh, the, the struggle is real when you play a, a, a triple option team like that. Georgia Tech actually does it. And, and what, what sucks about when you play Georgia Tech is uh, they don't have to worry about the size restrictions. So that's what makes them kind of effective is they, they, they can recruit the athletes that the service academies can't and then they, they pretty much run the same system. So uh, it, it's a tough system to uh, to play against in Michigan. Uh, Michigan eventually overpowered them, though. They you know they got a lot of depth and talent uh, at U of M these days. So uh, I, I think they just need to fix that quarterback situation. Yeah, they got a lot of. Po- I would just say there's a lot of positives coming out of Ann Arbor right now. The only thing I'd worry about if I was them, because it's not bad to struggle against an Air Force or a Navy or something like that, because like it is so different. I mean, you play one triple option team a year, you do this cut blocking once a year, so it's not that bad. Where I'd only be concerned about is red zone offense, personally. Yeah, they had to settle for four field goals. Yeah, I mean, they even had that issue against Florida, too. They get in the red zone, and then they just stall out. Well, like Joe just said, a lot of that's quarterback play. I don't think anybody in here can look look somebody in the eye and say that they have confidence in Spade going into the big games yeah. going forward. What I said last time we were on the air about how I wouldn't be worried about Spade, he's going to be fine. I, I take oh, that shit, back. I told you, man, we're beating. I mean, it's Air Force and stuff, but, I mean, the red zone doesn't lie. You're supposed to be getting touchdowns, that's, not three. That's not going to work against good you man, know, I just, real teams. I just go back to that Ohio State game last year, man. He threw, threw a pick six in that one. Uh, he, he threw, what, two pick sixes against Florida or something like that? Uh, I mean, in a row. Like, they, they, they should have. They, I mean, they, they ended up did smashing Florida, but they should have smashed Florida even harder. Uh, you know, I mean, like, what is what is wrong with O'Corn? Why, why don't they play him? He's just supposing that he's as good, not as man. good as Spate. Well, look at the and even in the Cincinnati game, he's trying to hand the ball off to the receivers. He can't even hand it off properly. The botch and everything. So it's definitely yeah. going to be a, tr- a problem going forward. And I think that Harbaugh, being the evil genius that he is, is going to you know figure it out. But man, it's tough to it's tough to watch sometimes. But 
like we said, uh, little brother was on on vacation this week, right? So oh, it, was, the, it was actually. What do they a, got next week? Uh, they got Notre Dame. Joe's rival will be a big tap. Oh, that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. A shout out. Um, on the bye week, a lot of the state players went down to help clean up in Houston. A couple players that were from Houston, so good things they're doing in there, trying to pay back the community. So we're all proud of that's them. That's good. Our guys have yeah. to go to the gym in their bye weeks, but you know what I'm saying. You guys actually went to Italy, but uh. Yeah, no, I mean, Michigan, they need to get better quarterback play because that run game is seriously good and their defense is fast. But yeah, they got some hosses on the D line. That, that, that's you for pull sure. that shit up in Camp Randall where Wisconsin plays, you, you ain't, it ain't going to happen. Wisconsin looks super good on a side note. I don't know how much you guys are watching them. If you're not, you should. That's yeah, a they, solid they blew out team. BYU. That's one of my favorite teams to watch. They're so fundamentally strong. Yeah, they, they blew out BYU pretty good yesterday. BYU is not normally. They're not, I mean, they're not never like a competitor, but they're they're a tough squad. You know, what I mean, like they they produce some players here and there. So yeah, Walmart Walmart's pretty good. So all right, so what's gonna happen? Let's let's talk about this big game next week. Then it's your guys' boys battling it out. Is that a night game or what? Uh yeah, eight p.m. Spartan uh, Stadium. We just installed yeah. uh, permanent lights for the first time over. That's gonna. You be finally a shit. got lights. It's gonna be a shit show down well, there. Well, I mean, <laughs> you just. We had, you know, all the rape trails. Uh, first of all, that's a nickname. You're sounding like you should be Wisconsin, not having electricity. No. All right, so they just don't. In college campuses, they don't like night games because people get too drunk during the day, and then you have a bunch of drunk 21 year olds running around, and bad things happen. But then, oh, those are the days. I would say drunk 18 to 24 year olds. But well, I didn't want to throw anybody under the bus is doing illegally. But anyways, yeah, we had a big game. It's in East Lansing. State looks good. Notre Dame is kind of up and down. Did they lose to Georgia, right? Yeah, they lost to Georgia yeah. by one. A um, couple bad plays. And how about your boy? How about your boy uh, Kelly going off on the media again? I thought he was supposed to have that cleaned up. You see him go off on that female reporter? Did you guys? Did anybody see that? Yeah, I, I would have said the same thing. Honestly, she was, was she was being a bitch. That's for sure. But. Uh, yeah, he's I mean, like, not, not be doing it, that. You know? Here's my thing: if you got a question, ask the question. Like she went, and she was telling like this elaborate story about last year, comparing to this year, and like she wasn't getting to the point. I mean, like ask ask the question. Yeah, you, like, we could so, like 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 what are you what are you getting at? You know, I mean, I would I would have been frustrated too. I just lost a one by one point to Georgia. It was supposed to be a big game this year, and like. Dude, I'd be pissed too, man. Like, a competitor's a competitor. Like, he's got to bite his tongue. I'm but not sure how much you could see of it being in Italy and whatnot, Joe, but uh, fuck. Half the stadium was wearing red. The Georgia fans were super jacked to go up there to um, South Bend. They're like super happy. They're talking about if they would give them more tickets, they probably could have filled the entire stadium with Georgia fans. But I just think it's cool when you see something like that, like fans that, because they never get to play at Notre Dame. So all these, it was a once in a lifetime for all these fans, you know? Yeah, I think, well, uh, they're saying Atlanta was playing Chicago the next day. Yeah, so, so it, it kind of helped that a lot of the, the folks that have That's the actually memes, a pretty cool weekend. Uh, and already, the, already out there that escaping weekend. Escaping Hurricane Irma was a perfect storm. Pun intended. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame bounced back pretty wah, good, man. They rushed, for, they rushed for 500, 510 yards yesterday. Uh, that's that's pretty pretty good for a ground game. And then uh, their, their passing game just needs to improve. But, I mean, I like our running back. I like our O-line. Uh, he ran for like 240 yards yesterday. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be the first big test of state season, obviously, with uh, dominating Western and dominating Bowling Green. But you know, yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Before we move on to, I, next I, I week, really don't even know what like state looks like this year. Like, they have anyone like coming back or what? Uh they're like totally different this year, man. The sample size isn't very much. I mean, you just kind of puffed your chest out about those two wins you well, had. Well, I mean, but... you you were questioning because uh, <laughs> everybody was scared about Western because the Notre Dame thing. Once again, State didn't give up a defensive touchdown. They haven't given up a defensive touchdown this year. Western didn't have PJ Fleck though this year. It's a different ball game. Oh yeah, we got the Western here. alum over here. Weekend. How yeah, about been... that kicker turner they got though? He's probably gonna be a first. Oh my rounder. god, the kicker turner on Western! Holy crap, dude! What's his last name? Howard Her... Desmond Howard. <laughs> <laughs> He looked like Desmond friggin' Howard out there, but uh, he's rocking number five. He I'm starts sure, with a P, but he's, he's also the guy that fast. had the fumble return for Western's touchdown against Michigan too. He had, he had both their touchdowns, a kick return and a fumble return. Yeah, he had um, both their touchdowns. Your guys were making fun of him on the radio too, because I guess D'Antonio's kind of a like tries to be like the smartest guy in the room sometimes, and he's like, watch, him from Valenti. He's like, watch, they're gonna kick it to him. I just know that's how D'Antonio is. He's gonna kick it to him. 
and then he did and well on the kick they were, it. they no they were trying to pin him in the corner and stuff like that they were doing everything they could but they don't have a kicker that can kick the ball out of the back of the end zone anymore they don't have that leg there's no I don't know where Valenti's point was there because there's literally nothing the point was do. that he called you have to oh, what are you unless you kick the ball out of bounds and give it to him on the forty you have to kick it to the guy there's no other way he was trying to he was angling it they only gave up one I mean USC get the kid's a freak he is he might have had one on this Saturday he's probably still running around somewhere <laughs> well so so the thing with State is we had some questions about him last week we don't really answer too much they're better than western so we'll give them that but um i think that we'll really see some stuff when they play notre dame yeah i agree with that we still don't know what the book's not out but the book still if they would have gotten beat by western we knew what the season was going to be it was going to be a struggle it was going to be unbearable as fans we're going to be unhappy but oh shout out to brian lewerke too for having a 65 yard touchdown run mm-hmm. brian the leg lewerke but uh yeah uh one thing i was going to say though about like this week I don't know if any of you guys saw the Texas-USC game. Can we finally put it to bed about USC being a playoff contender this year? No, because they won, dude. They're going to just still sit there in the rankings. They're not that good, though. Dude, they, they struggled against Western. They struggled against Texas, who lost to Maryland. Come on. And, I, and I'm questioning, I'm questioning their win. And I'm, I'm almost going to side with Tony on this because I'm questioning their win against Stanford because uh, Stanford got beat by San Diego State. Yeah, no, no, I agree that USC is not a contender this year. I don't think they're that good. However, I don't even think they were good, that good last year. They just had a, they went on a win streak at the end of the season, and this quarterback looks sweet, and they're trying to build it up to be something it's not. But if they're that bad, then they'll just they, eventually lose and yeah. get knocked out of the top four, and they won't make the playoffs. So I don't think it's hard to disagree with you, Tone. Who else does USC play this year? That's, I mean, they don't play Washington. Uh, do they have Oregon or anyone? Like, I, I mean, Cal. Cal sucks. I mean, they've played saying. teams in the Pac-12. I mean, they're like, going to play UCLA at the end of the year. So UCLA dropping uh, the ball UCLA to Memphis. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, then they're going to win the out. Pac-12 sucks this year. Dude, the Big Ten is definitely the best conference. You want to talk about it that way? Honestly, conference-wise, the Big Ten is definitely yeah. the most solid conference, top to bottom. Yeah. And I mean, Purdue, which is the bottom of the barrel, almost took down Louisville, who got killed by Clemson yesterday. You have Penn State; they're out there doing their thing. Purdue, Purdue just uh, smacked someone around yesterday, didn't they? I'm not a big Purdue football fan, man. I, I mean, I'm sure they did. They were probably playing like East Tacoma Community College, but and I was just I was just scrolling scores. I don't follow them either. I'm just looking. Yeah, just saying, but, yeah. Other yeah. games to look out for. Anything else about college? Anyone wants to get off their chest before I make a transition? Who's Michigan got next week? Purdue. Blowout. Who? Purdue. Oh, Purdue. Okay. Yeah, so there's not much to say there. We just got to clean up the quarterback act and rack up a bunch of points. Yeah, stay yeah. clean up the quarterback. Book's still open on State. I mean, Purdue's supposed to have a good quarterback this year, but I think our defense will take care of that. Kill him. Mm-hmm. He I must die. Looking more of the X's and O angles and not just talking in generalities, for the Notre Dame-Michigan State game, I don't think their quarterback has the most accurate arm, which bodes well. Michigan, secondary, Michigan State's secondary might... And they've looked really good this year, and they've had some picks, but I still question it because they've left some guys open out there. So that bodes well for Michigan State. It helps the Michigan State's at home. But Michigan State's offense has looked anemic at times, even with Lewerke being a way better quarterback than uh, Tyler O'Connor was. So I'm thinking it's going to be a low-scoring affair, but I got State by a field goal because they're at home. Just wanted to know. Cool. Had to get that off my chest. So in the intro, I don't even know how no one caught me out of all these guys. I said happy Saturday, and it's actually a Sunday, which is the game of pro football. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I really did say happy Saturday, though. But um, So, yeah, we got the pro football going on today. Um, as Lions fans, most of us, the smart ones in the room, um, we have the luxury of just kind of taking today and just watching other teams play, get the fantasy team uh, under control, and we're going to be playing in the national spotlight tomorrow night against the Giants and the Big Apple. So um, we got some pretty good games on today. I know Jerry's Packers are playing tonight against the Falcons. That'll be a pretty good game Sunday night. Another um, national spotlight. Another national spotlight game. So we got some, we're going to be under the microscope tonight as Packers and Lions fans. Um, I mean, I got my thoughts on the Lions, I man. I thought that a lot of questions were answered, and um, they really, they really showed some uh, some grit. A lot of people weren't giving them a chance, saying that Arizona's good. <laughs> I'm still not quite sure if Arizona's that bad or if we're that good or somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, you guys saw the game, man. We came out and made every mistake you could possibly make. We were only down by one point at half. Come out in the fourth quarter and shut them out by I think it was like 21 or 28 points. They scored one late, blow them out, blew them out basically, blew them out, made Carson Palmer look like a rookie. Um, <laughs> 
had a couple really highlight picks, uh, interceptions. Stafford was a G after that first pick six, four touchdowns. What do you want to say, man? We're here to we're here to play. I think we're gonna go and uh, keep the momentum going against I, the Giants. Blow them out too. Let's go. They're you know too much hype around them, but Kenny Galladay. It looks like he could be the deep threat that I was Next talking. Next Megatron. Like I, I said. mean. People are way too hype on him because he made that one catch, that late yeah. one. But well, he jumped ten catch. yards exactly to catch it. That's yeah, what I was talking about. Catch, in the, they need somebody that can take the top off the defense. So if Galladay can keep doing that, this can be a really prolific offense. However, defensively, they had those picks, but those picks were not based on the coverages. They were like overthrows. They were horrible balls by Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer missed all kinds of open well, receivers. There's no excuse for that, though. He's a decorated I veteran. I think... We started to answer some questions on the Lions. They did what they needed to do. It was a great weekend if, if you're a fan of just Michigan sports in general with State winning, Michigan winning. Well, and focus on the Lions. Lions. But what, look, look at the Lions specifically. I think yeah, that the Lions are a really good football team this year. I think that they have the potential to do some really good things, but I also think the Cardinals are that bad. Well, you question the defense too. and I'm not calling you out. I'm just making the point though. You, you hold Johnson. Not only do you hold him to like, I think it was like, 30 yards, but you also knocked him out of the game. Too, you got to give the defense some credit for that. We were t- I, on Friday, we went out to dinner. We were t- talking about the Lions, and I, one of our, one of my friends who's a Lions supporter was talking about when David Johnson was in the game, the Cardinals were actually winning. It was after he went out that you had the problems. So, well, he didn't do anything though. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't. I mean, he had that one sick catch, but yeah. yeah, he didn't do anything. So I don't know. I think the defense for all the all the crap the, they were the giving, I think they I did think pretty good. The Cardinals are that. Bad either. I think Carson Palmer's that bad. If you want to be very specific about what their issue is, I think he looked bad last year. I think I said it last week that Carson Palmer's done. They didn't even address the quarterback issue over the offseason. They just thought he was come back slinging it, and he's not. That's clear. Because their defense was super good, but their defense got tired. That's what happens in football. If you can't sustain drives, your defense just gets gassed. You know, the Lions were at least well, sustaining drives. If you think Carson Palmer's that bad, I mean, look at Eli this year, man. It ain't going to get much better for... For you know, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get much uh, harder for the Lions defense this week. Odell Beckham out. I mean, is that for it, sure? No, is that I, for sure? I heard something. He was going to be out for like the next four or five weeks. Well, if that's the case, we're really going to beat him seriously. I mean, the the Lions defense should be chomping at the bit right now because Eli has been playing absolutely terrible. He played terrible in the preseason. He played terrible against the uh, the Cowboys. Um, they they should they should you know I mean he's not a mobile guy. If I was the Lions, I'd Blitz the shit out of them and just just Hurt eat him. lunch. Yeah, Eli looked horrible week one, just absolutely pathetic. I don't Eli like doesn't come to play until about October fifteenth, in my opinion. This is he doesn't well, care then, about these games. Well then the Lions need to get after him because they're about to be on Monday night football and uh, That's you know the, the biggest the biggest huge. thing for the Giants if they're gonna stay in that game is they they have a they have a decent defense. So if they're gonna if they're gonna stay in that game at all, they need to play very, very tight defense and just try to lull the Lions to sleep. Uh, but I, I don't think that's going to happen, man. I think the Lions are going to take it to them. We'll get to see. I wonder who the Jackrabbits going to cover. Marvin Jones? Should, I mean, that was one thing. They put Patrick Peterson on Marvin Jones, and it pretty much took him out of the game besides that one touchdown. But was Golden Tate touchdown. was just wide open the whole game. You know what I mean? He had 10 catches for 100 yards. Good for him. But I don't get why they never switched that because Marvin Jones is a, he's a decent route runner, but Golden Tate, that is that, that's his thing, you know, running routes. Yeah. Marvin Jones is kind of more of your deep ball, run post flags, that kind of thing. So, I mean, yeah, you need someone on Golden Tate because Golden Tate gets a lot of yards after the catch. Like his his big thing is the yak, and so uh, you you got to put like your best cover corner slash uh, tackler on him, like have someone over the top because he's really good at catching and, and getting that that extra yardage after the catch. So, um, that, that that was always his that was always his big his big thing. Cephas, did you watch the game? I watched some of it last week. Yeah, I was. I want to hear your voice a little bit. A little bit. It was a good game, and it's good. I think it was good to show off like what uh, what we're made of. Uh, a week one. I like our team. I like the. I like the. Uh, um, the conversation that you had last week that uh, the Lions don't have uh, these star players, but they have a well-rounded team. It's uh, it's a good pickup for you were for us as a team. Well, I I was listening, yeah, I was watching as well, and I think you're correct. I mean, we've got Matt Stafford; he's a good quarterback, but he's not like the top all-star, and we don't have like the best wide receivers. So we don't have Megatron; like we don't have these huge flares, but they're good. They're like the well, 2000, Stafford that? is a superstar. I yeah, he say is that. a superstar. The, I agree. The rest of the guys, one, I was one, making that point. He's about. one of the tops, but he you know. He's, he's he doesn't yeah. get enough credit. Yeah, I agree, but you know the whole team is the, the team as a whole. He's I think the highest is, paid is, player is in the league with not enough I'm credit. I'm just saying in the national media after tomorrow, Monday night's game, after tomorrow night's game, 
I think that you're going to see a lot more people start to talk about the Lions because we're going to make a big statement. Well, and I'm not, I'm not sure how much you guys talked about this last week. Uh, I hadn't got a chance to listen to last week's show, but um, – what were you, you know, doing pay, on the plane pay. ride home? Uh, yeah, you dick. You didn't listen to your man, I was, Wow, I was, bro. I was, I was Cold-blooded, man. man. Oh, my God. Oh, carbs put him to sleep. How, how are you going to pick Heck up yeah. on, this, on the show? Jesus, this hey, is I know we had a lot story. of carbs, man. You want to talk about a place you can get your carb load on, uh, Italy is the place to do it. Hey, no, but the biggest thing about paying staff, uh, Stafford, and you're actually talking about this during the Notre Dame game, which is kind of random, but uh, you don't know what you what you got until, until it's gone, right? So... I mean, if they had let Stafford walk, I mean, there are not very many quarterbacks in the National Football League that are, that are up on his level. I, I put him in the top five quarterbacks, uh, even at least eh. top ten. Yeah, top ten, okay. Solid top ten. Top seven. I mean, you can't. I, 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 I think he's. I think he's really good. I think there's some other things that the Lions had going on in the, in the years past that that didn't really help him out too much, like an offensive line and stuff like that. Shit, but, man. Talk to Minnesota, um, Cleveland, uh, the Jets, they, they, all those teams and would die, I, kill yeah. for a quarterback. No, if we're going to talk about Yeah, that, I mean, I I mean the, the value the value of a, of a really good quarterback is, I mean, it, it's almost like priceless, man. You've you got to have it. Um, and so very rarely does a team make the Super Bowl with like just this, with like no quarterback and when it's solely off of defense. I mean, you got to have like mm. one of the legendary defenses or something to go win out there. With with just a nobody quarterback, a game manager. Um, other than that, like it's all the great quarterbacks that are, that are making it these days, and uh, and so I think the Lions had a smart move paying him that much money. Uh, next year, I think there's a few guys that are gonna get paid more because of that, but you know, yeah, yeah. whatever quarterbacks up that's good is just gonna get a little bit more than the last one. That's all they. Yeah. I mean, they're just gonna yeah. keep doing it. It's just that's what the market. But it, it, it can't. It, it's got to be like an Aaron Rodgers or somebody. I mean, you can't just go say, oh yeah, yeah, Andrew Luck. Yeah, that's uh, what's, we're gonna pay you more than Aaron Rodgers signed his deal. Back, uh, a couple of years ago when Aaron Rodgers signed up on his, he was the highest paid one. And now he's like down to like 10th highest paid. You know what I mean? He's still yeah. making like 15 million a year, which seems like well, really it's reasonable. How, it's how the contracts roll out. I think they do it. Not necessarily on purpose, but you know, that's just how it is. The time, time yeah. change. And once Aaron Rodgers has a new contract up, he'll fight for more cash too. That, that yeah. the Lions need, the Lions need to, the Lions need to win this year for Detroit, man. They just need to have a winning season because, mm-hmm. There ain't much else going on. The Tigers wholesale well, rebuild. The, you know the the Pistons are not going to be good. The Red Wings not going to be good. Unfortunately, I know you know. Whoa, you guys whoa. Know my heart. Joe just admitted but, the Lions or the Red Wings aren't going to be good. Oh man, we'll talk about that well, at the end of the show. Let's, he's just making a point. It's a dark era. Do you ever discuss? Uh, uh, we're we're getting to that later. But I, all I'm saying is prepare for the it, apocalypse, guys. Prepare for the that, apocalypse. <clears throat> that's that's another point to where like. You gotta pay for a guy like that. You gotta keep somebody in town. But do you? Do you because think the, this town needs good sports, man. Making a shorter contract for a guy like Stafford's probably—you could say he's probably in his prime now. And you put, yeah, he's you, in quarterback. You prime. put him, um, you know, you give him so much money. Like this is probably his last, you know, the last contract that he's gonna get with all this yeah. money. Do you think like he would just take it, take the money, and just you know duck out? You know, just not, not he he's not fighting for another contract. He might get paid one more time. You think so? Well, he has for, the, if he's still playing good at the end, he'll get paid one more, and that how, one will probably will be a little bit shorter. It's a contract if they're, that he got. If they're, if they're like five years, five years. I feel yeah, like at the five end years. Of, I feel like at the end of five years, he's not going to be. He's well, not look be at this staff, point, Stafford. You know? look at he's a competitor, bro. Stafford's a competitor, and he's got yeah. money's not a problem right now. He's playing for prestige, and he's playing for his legacy, man. You know, if you pull, I mean, I see where you, you're saying that in theory. Well, you get, but in concept, like. He'd get laughed out of. The, I mean, he's trying to get into the Hall of Fame. He's trying to be in amongst legends. So mm-hmm. you get laughed out of the room. You do some bitch move like that. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? You're right. So I think he's too much a competitor to do that. I, I, I would hope so. I would hope he had a like. Uh, I mean, this isn't fucking. Who's the fat yeah, fuck? Go yeah. Who's that fucking Jamarcus Russell? He's not someone like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's a real competitor. Yeah, speaking of Jamarcus Russell, they were talking about Matt Stafford might be the highest make might make the most money of any NFL player ever because he was the last person that they didn't have a pay scale for the rookie contracts. So we ended up with $41 million guaranteed off his rookie deal, which was the highest ever. Then his second deal, he got some ridiculous guarantee. Now this one, with the guaranteed money, he'll probably out-earn every NFL player to ever play the sport. So basically he just gets laid all the time from hot chicks. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, exactly. <laughs> you mean his wife? The one married, thing we were talking about that... And her friends. I mean, <laughs> everyone was making fun of... <laughs> <laughs> We were talking, oh, I was talking about this at work this week. Uh, when you had Megatron, Sue, and Stafford with those huge contracts, you had three players making these absolutely huge deals. And yeah, it sucks that Megatron left. And yeah, it sucks they didn't like draft Aaron Donald so they had a Sue replacement. 
and that, you know, but you can't have three players sucking up all this money, but if you have one and then you can build a quality team around them, mm-hmm. like the Patriots really give a lot of money to Gronk. Brady doesn't take that much. The Packers have Rodgers taking a huge salary. Nobody else. The Seahawks, they put it into the Legion of Boom. But then everybody else, you find gamers. You know, you find good players, so you don't have to pay. You don't want three superstars and everybody else on minimum deals. And that goes to those weapons that I talked about last week that Steph has brought up again, man. If these guys can come out and be sixes and sevens out of ten, mm-hmm. you're surrounded by sixes and sevens. You've got a ten a well, at quarterback. A if Galladay team, can be about mean. 90% of what I saw from him on Sunday for the rest mm-hmm. of the season, the Lions are going to be a seriously, seriously tough contender. Well, coming off the bench. I mean, he's coming he's, off fresh. The that, Pistons had a great fucking uh, team Back in the day, because oh, the yeah. bench came in. Remember oh, that's a good point, Steph. I like that. Well, yeah, yeah, remember Lindsey Hunter? He was such a good three-point shooter, and that was somebody coming <laughs> off the bench. Taking the place of heated Chauncey Billups, he was dead. And then we, here comes Lindsey Hunter dropping threes, and that's what... Well, that's what Galladay is. I mean, well, well, the thing with Galladay, that's the third receiver that they got to worry about too. You're talking mm-hmm. about Marvin Jones, then Tate, yeah, another maybe threat. Ebron if he can fucking. You know. just, the whole aspect of taking top of the defense is fresh. something that's so underrated. Like it took when the Packers looked horrible in the beginning of the season. It's because Jordy Nelson wasn't back in full form. That's their guy that takes the top of the defense. They didn't have that, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, yeah, like, if, well, considering that we lost Megatron, I feel like we're doing okay in the wide receiver game. I think it's yeah. It's, no, it's, I'm it's actually. Acceptable. Shit, we need to get him to come back. You <laughs> <laughs> know, it helps to have multiple reliable targets, man. I mean, if you have a if you have the quarterback at the caliber of Matthew Stafford, and you don't have you know, reliable targets to throw to, you only got one. Well, okay, that makes it easy on the other team. But if you have just a reliable target, they don't have to be necessarily like you know all, all the the Randy Mosses. I mean, you look at look at the Patriots, man. Hogan, Amendola, Edelman. Um, and then uh, they, I got to think that what's that other guy? He's from Georgia, but uh, I mean, all they did was run like all those hitch routes all the way down through overtime and Super Bowl. I mean, the routes weren't anything special, man. They were like 10, 15 yard routes, but they just they just uh, systematically worked down the field and, uh, and and end up winning. But I mean, you just got to have good, reliable receivers that catch the ball, move the chains, and, and it's going to wear down another team's defense, man. They, they stay on the field for four minutes at a time. Uh, you know, and you can get some defensive stops of your own. The other team's just gonna get worn out, man. Those 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 linemen, they they can't last that long. Uh, so it, I'm Galladay is good receiver, man. Like I agree with Jerry, ninety percent. If he can just make some plays and and catch the ball, it's gonna it's gonna move the chains. It's gonna it's gonna um, you know, keep the Giants' defense on the field, and that's what you gotta do against them because they're they're pretty good. They have good D linemen. One rough thing for both the Packers and the Lions. I mean. Uh... It looks like Sam Bradford's not going to play today, so he's hurt, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater's still out, so that actually helps their chances. But Minnesota looks really good, too, on Monday night. NFC North, before Bradford got hurt, looked like the old-school black and blue division like it used to be. You know what I mean? It was about to be rough them up. It was going to be some serious freaking civil wars out there. You know what I mean? Brother on brother. Did, Brad, did Bradford get hurt in practice? I think he got dinged He's up. He's always the game. getting hurt, man. And Minnesota was—they were—I mean—they were supposedly good last year too, kinda. Yeah. And we—they they, they they just don't—they they don't like scare me, man. They came out hot last year. They they don't, I don't, you would have been watching a different game on Monday night, man. Dylan <clears throat> and Stephon Diggs were doing whatever they wanted. Dalvin Cook put up 130 yards, they, and their defense is nasty. They have Bro. freaking Xavier Rose, Trey Wayne. They've had them. They're, they're good. They've had those Anthony guys. Barr coming to his own. Lance Kendrick or. Eric Kendricks in the linebacker. Dude, there's we'll see them. Linval Joseph. Bit. Yeah, what, what sucked with what screwed Minnesota last year is they didn't have an offense, man. So like, like I said, when the defense is the only group on the field, uh, you only have so much gas in the tank. So the teams just wore Minnesota out last year, man. We'll get to them when they come across. Let's. I'm actually for once. I'm actually kind of excited to talk about the the Packers. Maybe think of it because you talked about the Super Bowl. I thought about Atlanta, then I thought about Green Bay. So. What's going, what's going on with that game? Dude, Atlanta didn't well, look... Real, Atlanta. real quick before we move on, I mean, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the Lions oh, here. Sorry, man. You're over. you got to speak up, man. I try. You guys just ignore me. There's five, six guys on the show, bro. you got to talk. There's five. Whatever. Are you seeing double, Frank? Do we need to get some medical attention? Frank also thinks it's Saturday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saturday's midnight life. Just go ahead and talk about what you got to All right. So, I mean, for me, like, I, re- I was golfing on Sunday... So I didn't see the beginning of the game, and I just got like the ESPN alert about the pick six, and all I thought was, "Great, we paid Stafford, and now we're going to be back to the same old Lions throwing pick sixes to start games. This is not looking good." So I don't know if anybody else had that kind of thought at the beginning of the game, like I did. But 
Oh, I thought we're going to bounce back and show some uh, face adversity like men and win this game. Yeah, that's, that's, that's only we that know that's what you always I think, think, Frank. I think Stafford's just reliable now. I, no. I look at him and I see like reliability. I see, I see. The only thing I'd be worried about, because if you do, if the Lions ever have a first half like that against a good team, they're never, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to get blown the fuck out. Right. It's just, it's that simple. Well, we you were know? the fourth quarter uh, uh, team of the year, though, last year. So we'll see. Yeah. We, we won half our games in the fourth quarter last year. Yeah, I mean, that's Actually, one eight thing. of your nine wins came with comebacks. Yeah, eight of our nine wins were the co- nine. fourth quarter comebacks. Wow. And I got in from the course and watched the fourth quarter and saw the comeback, and I'm like, they're doing it again. Holy crap. I can't believe it. <laughs> that's their style. Yeah, but if you watch the whole game, you kind of knew that Arizona was about to crack. Honestly. They like, Arizona wasn't playing very well, but. Yeah, I mean, let's move on to Sunday Night Football that I just wanted to kind of... Well, what I was saying there. is that I didn't think that the uh, the Falcons kind of squeaked by last week. They didn't look as yeah, good as no. everyone was saying that they were going to be. Maybe it was just a bad day, but you shouldn't be That's having weird. a bad day in the opening in the opening game. They yeah, didn't, that was they didn't weird. look very good. Joe, you'll have to go back and listen to the tape from last week, but one thing that you'll you'll have you'll learn from it is uh don't uh mention uh the Packers being Super Bowl contenders for uh this this year. Uh, Jerry and, and Frank kind of got at it uh pretty heavily <laughs> last week. It was it was comical for sure. <laughs> well, now that, now that you say that, uh I think the Packers are Super Bowl contenders. Oh god. This is going to be another show. <laughs> Frank's about to have like an angry. Frank, yeah. Frank can't believe His that. His face is getting all red again. Frank just got his phone. I think he's this. calling a hit, man. It's it's just, it just at a certain point, it just becomes circus, man. Just let's talk about the game at hand. They're playing because they were in the NFC title game <laughs> last year. Because, no. I, I, because <laughs> Stafford had a broken <laughs> finger. If we're going to break this game down, I mean, I'm happy as a fan to see this because our defense, the Packers defense was horrible last year. They looked really good last week, but I don't think the Seahawks offense was necessarily clicking. I want to see a high-powered offense against this defense. So we're going to find out something about the Packers tonight. And we're also going to get to see what Aaron Rodgers can do against a like, not-legendary defense. Like that's, There's like seven Hall of Famers on the Seahawks defense, so maybe we'll see hopefully open up and down the field game. Aaron Rodgers has a ridiculous... Like, I think his quarterback rating is like over 100, 140 playing in, the, playing in Atlanta. That was the Georgia Dome, though, so we'll see what happens in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. But... We're gonna find out. I want to do. I do want to see a game in this stadium. That that stadium looks so cool. Yeah, man. If you're a fan of architecture at all, you got to go watch like YouTube videos of how it opens and stuff. Yeah, Uh, yeah. It's it's pretty badass. Google it. It's gonna be a cool game to watch tonight. Yeah, that almost kind of closed it out. But I, you know, I see the Packers, man. I I think the biggest thing with them is their their improved defense. I mean, you, you look at. Uh, they, they signed a couple guys off the 49ers. They uh, they drafted well defensively. And, uh, you know, if, if you look at the Packers when they faced the Falcons in the playoffs last year, I mean, they had their towel boys playing corner because everyone was so so beat up. I mean, if they if they have their defense in, I'm not saying they win, but it's not a blowout. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think I think they do a lot better if they're if they're a little bit more healthy like Atlanta was. Plus, Jordy Nelson had broken ribs, so. Yeah, no, it's not like last year at all. The offense is, I mean, the Packers kind of slow-played it against the Seahawks. There was some talk about because Aaron Rodgers got that touchdown to Jordy Nelson on uh, 12 men on the field play, but it was the perfect route. They split the defense. Earl Thomas made it one after the wrong guy, but I don't understand why every team's not doing this with the substitutions and getting it off. Like, Skip Bayless, national TV host, he's like, only way Aaron Rodgers can get touchdowns is tricking the other team. It's, like, it's not a trick, dude. It's not a trick. Like you know, a trick is yeah. like if I pull a rabbit out your ass. You know what I'm saying? It's not a trick. You know it's what he's called, gonna do? If you don't sup, you know, don't be in shape. It's called it's called it's called paying attention and having a plan. I mean, if the other team's gonna lollygag and have 15 guys on the field and, and trying to figure shit out, and you're lined up ready to go, too bad. So sad, man. The ref blew the whistle. Yeah, it's time. So to, it's time to play ball. Yeah, and it's you know what I mean? And he's, it's not it's not the first time he ever fucking did it. He was doing it all what, last season. You know he's going to do it. Okay, so what Rodgers does, Brady's kind of getting on it too. So if if your team doesn't sub mm-hmm. and the other team tries to sub, you can go up to the line and hike it as fast Just as you want. Yeah. You know? So what they'll do is they keep the package. And as soon as Aaron Rodgers sees a sub, they have a go-to based on their personnel mm-hmm. where they run out to that formation really quick and they snap the ball with the 12th guy on the field. So they specifically give them so, for yeah, a penalty. So it's a free play. It's like getting the offsides. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is also good at drawing people offsides. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so in this scenario, what they did was they went to a close formation where the receivers and tight ends, everybody was super – so they had to run all the way out to like that. It didn't go to like a normal formation they'd run in. Mm-hmm. And then everybody pretty much runs. They, pretty, they had two posts out there. 
and a couple streaks. Right. You know, just some sending well, everybody Even deep. without the penalties, I feel like Green Bay's been running a hurry up for a while. They yeah, do that. That's, 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 a, that's a strategy. That's what the thing is, because yeah. they don't sub. And if you, as soon as Rodgers sees a sub, because mm-hmm. yeah. if you do sub, the referee holds the ball and you have to wait till both teams are done subbing. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. It's a taboo play. I mean, it's, it's and fine. And it's not taboo. Whatever, it's dude, fine. do Every it. Every team should have play It's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter. But, uh, what I was going to say, though, is this, this could be a scare game. This could be a scare game for Green Bay, and I do mean it because of what I said about Atlanta. They didn't look sharp. They're coming off a Super Bowl. I mean, I think that if it could be a, a turnaround transition, they could come out way better than they looked in week one, and it could be well, I a, think... a little bit of a scare game for Green Bay, especially being at home on national TV. Um, they're you know looking for some. Yeah, redemption. last time they played in the regular season, Rodgers drove him down there, got the two point conversion, put him up, and then literally three plays later, Julio Jones was dick dancing in the Packers end zone. You know what I mean? Last yeah, year I just think it could be a scary game. I'd be on alert. No, no. I, I think it. What the, you oh, said I'm, the spread? A, I'm on high alert. You think the spread? You said the spread was minus Atlanta three. By three. I think Atlanta's going to win. Um, hey, Atlanta, Atlanta's definitely going to play better, man. They're at home week two. I mean, you got to think like exhibition season the, the the starters only had like how many snaps together you know throughout exhibition like then they go out week one and play a whole game for the first time you know so right they're obviously rusty man it's, it's like that for every good team they come out rusty as Even shit in week one the and uh okay and then uh well, look they do you know and then you know next week they're gonna i mean they're sorry this week they're at home uh, a lot of energy there and then two uh that they worked off a lot of the rust so atlanta's gonna be much much better but I also expect Green Bay to be much, much better, too. So you agree with me or not? What do you, who are you picking, then? I, I agree with what you're saying about how Atlanta's going to be better, but I, I'm, I'm picking Green Bay. Oh. Okay. This is the, you're a loser. This is the Packers' chance <laughs> to make a statement on defense because if you look last week, Russell Wilson airmailed one to Doug Baldwin down the sideline or curse one of the two. That could have been seven. And then in the two-minute drill, like receivers were still running wide open Like when that D-line wasn't any pressure. One thing I haven't brought up yet that I wish I had – I know the Seahawks line is super good, but the Packers line looked horrible through in like the second and third quarters of that game. Before the uh, Seahawks got tired, Aaron Rodgers was running around for his life. Anytime he got times, he was making good passes downfield. But like even as wiry and as slippery as Rodgers is in, is in the pocket, he can't come off the snap and be ducking guys. You know, he at least has to get his feet set and hit a couple throws. But luckily, the Falcons will have hopefully a little bit less of a pass rush type thing. But we'll see. Mm. They clearly missed Sitton. I didn't think they were going to, but he didn't look that good out there. Uh, or his replacement, Jari Evans. But I I think Aaron Rodgers gets this one done, but I think the Packers defense also looks suspect. I got Packers 38-34. to 34. Hmm. Wow. That great defense Shoot is going to give up 34. Yeah, that's what, the thing is, I don't think it's a great defense. I think the Seahawks offense only – It's a better – I think better the Seahawks should go defense. to a full-time, no huddle, hurry the ball up offense because they look great when they do that. When they get back in the huddle, like Eddie Lacy looked like shit. The running backs look like shit. Mike Daniels forcing that fumble. That was huge. It's a good guy from Iowa. You know, strong believer in Christ type of person you want holding down your D-line, not like uh, old Troy Guion getting caught with 300 pounds of pot down in Florida. So <laughs> – <laughs> what do you think, Stefan? I think it is going to be a good game. So I don't know if you'll hear this before then, but definitely tune in. Sunday Night Football is going to be a good one. So will Monday night. I'll be rooting against uh, the Packers, but I think they will come up. <laughs> good man. Uh, I think they'll be coming up. Just, Off the just show. Short. Mute button. Yeah. Well, finally. Guy with some sense on this show. Besides me. <laughs> it's real life. Yeah, just, you know, I they'd say idiots like to think like each other. I despise them. I don't like the Giants either. Ever since they lost Tiki Barber, it's just a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Tony. That was, that was oh, the best. Oh, that was so that's, that's, that's going on the sound clip that's list. A good drop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone... Dude, you really you're a big Tiki Barber fan? Yeah, I love Tiki Barber. Great returner. He was, good, he was a good player. Yeah, he's a great fumbler, too. Oh, okay, well... Rondé Barber. He's better than his brother, Rondé Barber. Hey, so is Amir Abdullah. So, who's is that a brother? Dude, I, re- I remember, all I remember is like watching Monday Night Football, and they're like, yeah, is this your Tiki's going to carry the ball different? Like, he carried the ball <laughs> oh, like, vertically, no, I know what you're right? Talking. Yeah. I like, know what he carried it like really funny, and then that game, like the first series, he fumbled the ball. <laughs> I was like, Didn't he, isn't he the one that made a comeback, or was that Rodney? He Rod- made a comeback, right? Like when he was old, he tried to come back. Yeah, Tiki and, tried to yeah. come back when he was old. Oh, it didn't work. That was like yeah. back Jordan, in like old Jordan tried to do that too with the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, just get yeah, your face time. They're so much alike. Shut but up. Uh, <laughs> shut up. But yeah, so I mean, one thing about that I think is interesting that nobody's really mentioned yet about the Falcons 
is the Falcons did lose in the Super Bowl. And if you look at records of teams who I lost, think we covered the Falcons losing the Super Bowl here, Tom. No. We did a whole episode about it. Let him go. Let him go. One of these days, I'm going to come across the table. <laughs> but, uh, so, no, anyway. You can't hit what you can't see. Spit it out, Tony. What's the point? No, the, the thing is, is teams that have lost in the Super Bowl usually have a horrible record the next year. Yeah, I, I said that last week. The Panthers did horrible yesterday. They lost in the Super Bowl. The fucking Steelers came back the next year. They lost to the Pack. The Super Bowl loser, I don't... The Patriots didn't. That's, that's no, the Patriots had a down year in there. After they lost animal. to... Uh, Pats are, yeah. They're, the they're Giants and stuff. They got, that's when they were getting bounced by... Pats are in a league of their own. Yeah. Yeah, well... I mean, I, I still think... It, so what are you saying? You think Atlanta's going to choke this year? I don't think they're going to choke this year. I just think that... They're not going to do as good as last year, but I do think that home opener, things like that, national TV, this will probably be one of the few good games they'll play this year, and I think that they will win a close one. There you go. Odd parallel, last year the Packers opened the season at Vikings on Sunday Night Football when they opened their stadium and they lost, so now the Packers are going down to open this stadium Mm. on Sunday night beginning this season. Can they get rid of those demons, you know? I don't know. Yeah, no. but Minnesota is a completely different team. Minnesota didn't make the playoffs last. And year. can I mention? I don't know if I. I hope I didn't bring this up because this is just beyond baffles me. Okay, so they got a sweet ass Chick Fil A in this Mercedes Benz dome. But those of you who don't know, Chick Fil A, great chicken sandwich place. We don't have them really in Michigan around here. It really makes me sad. Uh. However, they don't. They're not open on Sundays because the owner is such a oh, big believer in uh, like it being the Sabbath. So wow. besides their one Thursday night game. This Chick-fil-A is not going to be open at any Falcons game. So seven of the eight home games, they're not going to have a Chick-fil-A designed specifically yeah. for the stadium. That is and so ridiculous. There's is. a sandwich that, celebrating point. the Falcons. You can only get there, and it's only going to be available one day of the season. That's like, out of control. What kind of – how much money are you rolling around in that you ain't going to let uh-huh. these fans have some Chick-fil-A while they're watching Aaron Rodgers drive up and down their field? Well, Fun yeah, fact. I, I I've did, never had I did Chick-fil-A. not understand that at all. Like somebody, somebody like had to be sitting there like, man, we really did not think this no. through. Like after they kind of Those came to the realization, I mean, bonehead picking at their head. What the was it now? Is it because he's anti-gay? Or uh, no, he's no, he's no, no, no he's, he's no. Chick-fil-A, well, he Chick-fil-A is anti-gay, but he's just a super hardcore Christian. That's yeah, yeah, he, he's Chick-fil-A's definitely not a good. The owner of Chick-fil-A Christian. is definitely not a good person. <laughs> well, I could have swore that, but he makes a great chicken sandwich. And it's such a hard problem, <laughs> from what I've heard, because I've never actually eaten it. But I'd oh, love dude, to if you get your chance to get on a spicy chicken fucking Chick-fil-A sandwich and some waffle fries. It is good. That might be I'm a vacuant. Somebody needs to take me to Chick-fil-A here. Tony, I can't afford to take you to Chick-fil-A, bro. Chick-fil-A is awesome, but like bad move by the Falcons. Like, hey, where do we play? Sundays? Okay, let's put a Chick-fil-A in there. You know what they should do is put a Waffle House in there. Waffle House is is the most prevalent in Georgia, in Atlanta itself. I think there's more. There's like. I think a few hundred Waffle Houses just in the state of Georgia. You've uh, been to all of them, right? No, not all of them. <laughs> just saying, like, at least Waffle House is open on Sundays. In fact, they get a lot of business because it's breakfast day. You know. All right. Whatever. <laughs> oh, I, I love me a good Waffle House. I don't know what Frank's problem with the Waffle House is. No, I'm just I was going to make a, a bit about him because he goes to all the Waffle Houses and takes a picture at him. Yeah, but nobody knows that. It just, if you don't know, I've road trip with Cody, every time you stop, there has to be a Waffle House at the exit, and he takes a picture in front of it, even when you're two hours from home and he's trying to get his 10th Waffle House picture, and you're dying of pneumonia in the back seat. I am a little partial to the you Waffle House. You figure you could just take a picture at one and just like put the just say you're in the different Nah, one. because people can tell. I took a picture in front of one in Vandalia, Ohio, and this girl's like, oh, that's my hometown. <laughs> like They know. They can tell. They recognize <laughs> their own Waffle House. Okay. Cody, the workings of Cody and his man. Waffle House addiction. I respect that tradition. RSF yeah. addiction. Gives you something I'm a, to do I'm a big, I'm a big believer in those kinds of things. Well, one day maybe me and you could get a Waffle House picture, Joe. Okay, you guys can split a I waffle. Would, I would like that. Yeah. I would like that. Mm-hmm. All right, now that you guys gonna put some straws in your milkshakes too? <laughs> You're a joke. Maybe we will, Gerard. Maybe we will, and you won't be there. Mm-hmm. You'll be in the back for the ammonia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh god! So, any other predictions on the Packers game? Who still got to go? Everybody went. Tony, I, I already predicted. Everybody picked. Went a close one. So everyone has got the so Lions. Going to be close. Did everyone pick the Lions? Uh I got the Lions. Just I thought that the Giants. I, I'm surprised they got whooped as bad as they did last week with Dallas, and I'm thinking that uh, the Lions are going to be okay. It's. I mean, it's. 
there's more on the line for the Giants, so I'm going to take them. But I wouldn't be surprised if Lions win. But the Giants, if they lose this game, their season's over, you know? Their yeah. season's over week two. Well, it's a big game for us, too. It is. It's a big We're game for us, too. Game. I mean, Giants at home Monday night, I'm going to favor the Giants. Mm, okay. Because Detroit, up. I mean, they've played close games on the road on Monday night, but they haven't won them. Yeah, all right. Moving forward. We're well, going Joe to didn't the, pick. I picked. Oh, you picked the Lions? No, he picked the Giants. Oh, the, Li- the Lions game. No, I didn't pick the Giants. I, I think the Lions are going to win. Good man. The, Giant, the Giants just, dude, like, you got to score to win a game, man. Eli's not going to do it. So Couldn't score in a whorehouse. Um, yeah, so, all right. Is that anything else, NFL? No, that was a good section, though. I like that. That was a good section. All right, so, Joe, why don't you kick off the, uh, the Triple G stuff, man? Moving over to boxing so, here, people. The sweet science. Oh man, you put me on the spot. So I, I didn't, I didn't even see the fight, unfortunately. But uh, apparently, Triple G Alvarez, the uh, if not for the McGregor Mayweather fight, uh, Canelo, th- this would have been the biggest bold. fight. Th- this would have been, uh, this would have been the biggest match in boxing. Um, two, two great middleweights, uh, probably the hottest fighters right now uh, in, in boxing. And Triple G, I mean. If anyone knows Triple G, he's a big knockout guy. Um, his last 18 wins, 17 by knockout. Uh, watch him on HBO sometimes. He got real heavy hands. Anyways, uh, apparently he beat Alvarez. Uh, for those who watched the fight, uh, it looked like he he apparently won, but it ended up in a draw. So there's a lot of controversy in boxing right now. Uh, that going to how how the judges, you know, s- score the fight, and uh, and right now the both fighters are looking for a rematch. So. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they settle that out real soon. Um, in a few months, we'll, we'll see them fight again. So, well, they have to do that, a rematch, right? Because it's a draw, and that's yeah, what, that's part of the you corruption. Can't send them a draw, man. I mean, tie, ties are worse than losses. Yeah, so. I think it was Bernard Hopkins who said the fight is like, yeah, you make the first fight a draw, and that way the second fight, all the money comes in, and you've determined the real winner. More politics and boxing there. What What's just really sad is, I mean, looking at basically what happened was one. Judge had an actual draw. One judge had <laughs> Triple G with a small win, but one judge had Canelo winning eight out of the had it was one eighteen to one ten. So basically, it was just really lopsided, and it wasn't a lopsided fight. And it's just that's the reason why people hate boxing. You know, it's just because like, and the commissioner's excuse for the girl it was a lady uh, you know, judge, it was a woman, right? Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. The Not that there's anything first, wrong with that. At first, he defended her with like the oh, she's done 115 matches, she's done really good. And then this morning, she was like, "Well, some people have bad days." And it's like, "What do you mean some people have bad days?" Like the way to, this, this is her only day in her life that she mattered, and she just totally fucked up. Like I wouldn't say the only day she's mattered. I'm sure she's judged plenty of other boxing matches. I'm sure she knows how to I'm clean. Saying, this, this was but her freaking, Super Bowl, and <laughs> Frank, she and she just fuck? blew a 28 to three lead. She she falconed well, no. a boxing match. Well, what, if you don't <laughs> yeah. know, I like that. She, I like that. She called and stated the three one lead. You know what I'm saying? One eighteen <laughs> to one ten. If people don't know, it's pretty. It's not that hard to figure out. It's not that sweet. I mean, one eighteen to one ten basically is a, a lopsided blowout fight. That'd be like someone just getting their ass completely beat. And from what yeah, I've heard, yeah. I saw the highlights. I didn't watch the full thing. I don't claim to. But from the highlights, it looked like it was pretty close. But everyone seems to be saying, for the most part, that Triple G had the upper hand. But it was it was pretty close. And but the whole point about the judges is that one eighteen to one ten just shouldn't even be. It shouldn't even be on there. Just yeah, like in the like, McGregor that's like fight, like knockdowns, like that, that. That's like a couple ten eight rounds or something. That, that that means like someone got knocked down. You know what I mean? Like that. That's a lopsided scorecard. And you, you guys talked about it in the pre-show too with that McGregor fight. How Mayweather didn't even throw a freaking punch basically for the first three rounds, and then uh, they still gave it to him. If it would, if it were to have gone to decision, they gave him to Mayweather based on like ring control or some bullshit. So it just goes to show yeah, that they're really, I mean, it's like messed up because there's truly corruption in the boxing judges and like no one's, seen, there's millions of dollars at stake and no one really even they, seems to care or do anything. And I mean, now it's finally getting addressed, but I mean, I don't even. And the, and the thing is, is like, there's no, there's no oversight on boxing really. It, it comes down to promoters and what, what happens in the meetings. I mean, look, look at, look at the Mayweather McGregor fight. They weren't supposed to be using eight ounce gloves. But because they had a meeting and agreed to it, okay, all of a sudden now we're using eight ounce gloves. Like, you know, what I mean, that's like before a football game. Like, oh hey, uh, we're gonna go ahead and allow deflated footballs. Uh, or something. Deflated footballs, yeah, sure. We're we're gonna go ahead and change change the air pressure in the footballs for this game. Oh, this game only, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Like, okay, so there's no control over that. You know, what I mean, it's like 
So in fact, that's Vegas actually thanks too. For it's in Vegas. Thanks for the save there. That was a good. That was a good example. So, but I mean, like, so in, you know, UFC, you, you have Dana White and and his whole his whole posse, and they they run everything's the same, right? They all wear Reebok shorts now. They all wear the UFC gloves, and uh, they have the specific weight classes, this, that, and the other, and and, and the drug testing, everything that goes with it. And boxing, uh, it, it's it's like the wild west, man. It just comes down to what what they can do, what how they can get the most money, and and like Jerry was saying, they they pull off a draw or some shit like that, and then they they go do a rematch and get more money. So it, it's, a, money, it's a it's a it's a very awkward world in boxing versus the just, uh, the leagues. It was one thing when boxing was corrupt back in like the seventies and eighties, and the mob was ruining it. But it's like in two thousand seventeen when. Everything is literally at our fingertips, and you can just access this information. Like the whole world knows it was a fucking rig job. You know, you can't hide yeah. this shit anymore. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Also, one thing it's, I was gonna, and, I don't know. one thing I was gonna say about boxing is the fact that like people are always comparing boxing to MMA. And in boxing, like last night, we saw two of the biggest fighters right now fight each other, which is something you very rarely see anymore in boxing. Which is part of the reason that it's losing popularity to MMA. Because in MMA, you're always seeing guys, top guys fighting each other and pretty much evenly matched guys fighting each other. Where in boxing, you see so many horrible mismatches. that Then when you have a big card like this, and then you have this decision. I mean, they just had the Pacquiao fight on ESPN. Where he was fighting a guy who everybody figured he'd beat. And then the judges blew that one as well. Like, you had a guy who... The ref already told him, like, hey, you need to start defending yourself. I'm about to stop this fight between rounds. And then somehow that guy wins a decision. I mean, boxing has just become a joke because of the way the judges are scoring it. Like, every now and then in MMA, you'll see a bad judge. But then what you have is you have Dana White coming out and saying, that judge made the wrong call. That was a horrible call. And Dana White, like, calls him out. So he's like, hey, we need to get better judging. And he's like... And they work on all these programs to educate the judges so they have better judging. We're in boxing. They're just like, oh, it happens. We have bad judging every now and then. Deal with it. Sorry. I just think well, yeah. I mean, like, it goes sucks. back to what I was saying, Tony. There's, there's oversight. There's, there's oversight on the judges. There's consequences for for screwing it up. And, and, and like you said, in UFC, I almost feel like UFC, there, there's not a schedule because it's all based off wins and losses. But, like, there, there kind of is, too. And and there's there, you know Dana White sitting there like hey uh, when this guy wins he's the number one contender and guess what that's and guess what's gonna happen next boy um, you're gonna fight in New York uh, in about three months so you better be fucking ready to go you know what I mean like McGregor is probably the only one who who could probably tell him to fuck off but uh, y- you know mo- most of them I mean that gets it's it's almost like there is a schedule. You could probably predict the next match or two in, in UFC. Well, this rematch boxing. isn't even supposed to happen until Cinco de Mayo. They said so. We have to wait all the way. I mean, I'm not even gonna. I don't want to watch it even. But they have to wait. We have to wait till Cinco de Mayo to see a rematch of a fight that's not even that good. Boxing, it just I don't know, man. It just sucks. Even the best fights. I mean, now that we have MMA around, I mean, you get your boring MMA fights every now. Although and then, those two just, fighting is good, they had a good fight, man. Oh yeah, I was watching the UFC on FS1 last night. It was yeah, I, it was super I was watching exciting. Luke Rockhold. I was watching yeah. Luke Rockhold for free, and not these fucking guys for a hundred bucks. I'm sure it was a good fight. I'm sure, but um, I don't know. I'd rather watch Luke Rockhold on FS1. Well, you're right. There, I mean, there were, like in the, in the the problem with boxing too is a lot of guys can sit there and say, hey, you know, I'm going to try and hold on to the title for a while. They can they can handpick their fights. It's like Rocky Three, like Mickey well, handpicking Floyd's the fights. Floyd's the king him. of it. Maybe Floyd had to fight Mr. T. That. You know what I mean? Floyd picked every one of his fights. Yeah, and he and he picked them at the right time. He waited till some of the best guys had their had their uh, their downfall. Their their you know they got knocked out, and then he fought like the uh, he fought the damaged goods version of of the Pacquiao's and Ricky Hattons and, and guys like that. So yeah, that's all I really got on that. I don't know if anybody else cares. It just you know we had to bring it up. It just it's it's depressing. In the world of sports, you know, we had a really good weekend, and then something like that happens, and it just—it's not depressing. I mean, I'm, the grass is going to grow tomorrow. Fuck boxing, and I'm just saying. Yeah, but I mean, in a half an hour, we got NFL football starting, so then we can sit back, relax, and just, you know, kind of hopefully see some good games and hope our fantasy teams do well. Well, Joe's got to end it with with something, right? Yep. We, we got to talk a little something here, but uh, I'm just going to let you do it, Joe, because I really don't have much to say, man. I haven't been following training camp, so. 
Well, I wasn't I wasn't gonna necessarily cover training camp, but for for the wings, I was just kind of go go over the summer uh, and then the new rink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. Okay. Frank, Frank, the, Frank acts like he's a hockey fan, but then I start talking Red Wings and he laughs at me. I'm a hockey so. fan when it's the season, brother. But I, I, I it's got the you. Season. For, it started. I Training got, camp started. I got you, you for this kind are of stuff. A Detroit-based sports talk station. So if there's something going on in the city, whether it's related to football, hockey, fucking soccer, we talk about. I mean, just Shit. bring it up no, and let him much. say his words. That's why I said it. I was like, I'm gonna kick it over to Joe. He's our guy. I don't have much input for it, but I'm. I, the stage is yours. Take well, don't take too long, but go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, is that suit coming back or what? Out. You got you got me all worked up. No, you're not coming back. <laughs> so. Russian five making a return. Uh, better off. Shade ahead. Bringing it all back. No, it's gonna it's gonna be. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. No, go ahead. <laughs> Jeez, I was just no, teasing you. No, dude. No, I you bullied him, Frank. Dead, you you okay, bullied okay, him. Okay, then I'll start it. The, okay, so the Wings are obviously going to blow this year, like I said last year. But what I want to see this year and that I'm I did see dick. last year was exciting hockey. Joe and I were texting about this just the other day. Like, I don't care if the Wings stink. We went to the playoffs, what, 25 straight years, 22, whatever it was. That's ridiculous. That's awesome. But that air is over. What I want to see them get is a bunch of fucking bruisers and a bunch of speedy guys and just beat the fuck out of people and then <laughs> fly by them. I just want to see exciting hockey. I want to be crack a beer on a Wednesday night after work, watch the first two periods before I fall asleep, and just see some exciting hockey. Last year, it looked like they were skating in mud. That's all I want to see out of the wings this year, and that would make me happy. That's it. Well, I mean, but, go ahead, Joe. I would say the biggest thing I'm excited about is the new arena. Like, I, I just want to see him play in this new arena. I want to see what happens. You know, if if they if they're able to get something going for a few games, and if if we could just see like one good game where that place gets hyped up, um, I mean, I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, the things like state of the art, uh, seen seen some pictures online. I mean, we were talking about the Atlanta's new stadium earlier. Uh, this thing isn't architecturally is is cool looking, but the inside is is pretty awesome, and um, I I think it'd be a good arena for us for for a long time. Well, I hope it lasts for a long time. Thing cost nearly a billion dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure that, that is, it's pretty proud. expensive, man. These fucking plate. It was a few bucks. It was a few bucks. But yeah. uh, yeah. I, I mean, keep... who needs to give money to Detroit Public Schools? Let's just give it to a stadium. Well, I mean, oh. <laughs> no one, no one gave a shit about Detroit Public Schools for the last fifty years anyway. So why start now, right? Um. Anyways, uh, Double A hasn't signed yet. Um, hopefully, hopefully the Wings get a deal done there, and then if he signs, they're gonna have to make a trade. So there could be a move by Detroit uh, in the next week. You mean we might get rid of one of these veterans that we gave a ridiculous contract to? Uh, oh. Most notably, Riley Sheehan. Thank God. Sounds, it sounds like a it sounds like a lot of people see him. Oh yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. I got an inside source that said uh, Fourth of July weekend Sheehan was up getting blasted on Torch Lake instead of practicing. You think Eiserman was doing that? I hope Sheehan. I hope you hear this, bud. I hope they send your ass out of town for a bag of Cheetos and I get some of those Cheetos. Who was but, in Torch Lake? I just I got inside sources out there fucking inside playing beer pong. Sources. There was a beer dice game going on. It was just you know it's one thing if you're Ovechkin scoring forty goals, getting caught drunk at a strip club with fucking uh, I forget who the other guy was on the boat with those strippers, but. You know, you can do oh, that if you're a superstar. Alexander Semin? Yeah, if you blow, I don't want to see you doing yeah, anything Shahan, outside of an ice. Shahan didn't if, score for like 80 games, right? Or wasn't he, that him? That he him? did not he score all the last game. He scored he two in the last game, season. and those were the only two fucking goals he scored. Yeah. How the fuck are you playing in the last game of the season? We even scored all Torch year. With a bunch of fuck you. My True. God. How did they even put him in? Well, he, I mean, he was, the, he was the guy they caught uh, dressed like a Teletubby. Getting a DUI and shit over uh, over the summer. Uh, it was like, she him? Yeah. It kind of sounds. Oh my! This guy's got an issue. Brother. Wait, what? I think he kind of sounds fun on the offseason. Maybe Hockey is not his thing. I don't. I don't remember anybody being. I don't. He I would have remembered. He got pulled over. He got pulled over on Halloween, dressed as a Teletubby, uh, hammered out of his mind, going to like some like just bouncing between Halloween parties. Did they let him go? Uh, uh, they gave him a DUI, oh. but I mean, they, I mean, it, it, I mean, it wasn't really covered up. It was all over the paper, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the dude's just kind of like, he's a little out there. Yeah. Send his ass to Winnipeg. <laughs> Seriously, so, dude. Like I said, I don't yeah. have any problem with players drinking either, but dude, don't be out at a public scene like Torch. Like that's a bad look for our organization. 
Yeah. Nobody I probably even know knows who he is. Yeah, this is the only time I've heard of it. You have an inside it, source. You know who he is. You know what I'm like, saying? Those girls. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about nationally. But, but like like Tony was saying, we got a lot of older guys making more money than they should. So if we do sign Double A, it's going to be a, at least a couple million, and uh, the Wings are going to be forced to make a move. So they they they, they just have no choice. So you'll you'll see if they if they sign him. Uh, Kenny Holland was out in Toronto yesterday talking to him and his agent. So I think they're going to sign him and they're going to make a move. This actually is nice good, to hear about the Red Wings. I was fucking, wrong. This is nice to hear. Ken about Holland needs to do something mm. good for once because I'm sick yeah. of this shit. Where Ken it's like, Holland needs to sign his fucking resignation papers. That's to be the best thing for our organization. It's like he's like, oh, we're going to rebuild, but we're not going to do a true rebuild. Like fuck you. We need to do a true rebuild. <laughs> like fuck you. We need to do a true true rebuild. Is what I'm saying. We need to just fucking. Clean fucking house. We should get cheerleaders. You, you think it's the paradigm of just like the rings were sweet for a long time and the Lions were coming into their prime and so like the other team had to go down. Like Detroit if that's can't the case, win. I'll take it. I'll take it for a little bit. <laughs> Whatever. As long as there's one team. If we get a ring out of it. Up. If we get a ring out of it, the wings can suck for a couple like, years. Holland's uh-huh. trying to do like the whole, oh, we're going to rebuild but be, but be mediocre at the same time because we're going to sign all these veterans when we have all these young guys. No. Let the young guys in. Try by fire. Either they can hack it or they can't. And we figure it out, and then we're going to get some good high draft picks where we can replace the ones that suck. This is where I get pissed and why I joke around, though, a lot about this is because we say this same shit all the time about yeah, Holland, they, about the young guys, and, like, in the mediocre. It's like, you know, dude, like, what, what we say And all I time. see is fucking Zetterberg's ultra-slow ass out there just giving every last desperate gasp of energy he has in his amazing body. Just every, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Zetterberg is killing himself for this organization, and we can't even support yeah, him. He like carried the fucking team last year. My God, it's chunks. just well, season. Well, a key note about Ken Holland. Key note about Ken Holland is uh, sucks dick He's on Holland. his last year of his contract, so if uh, oh, I, mean, I don't think they've been talking extension. So let's get Bowman. You back. guys want to talk about some contract news as we transition towards the very end of our show where we pay the bills? I guess Jerry Jones is holding up the negotiations for Goodell's, yeah, I saw uh, that. Goodell's extension now that he's like going on this witch hunt after Zeke Elliott. I mean, I wouldn't say witch hunt. There's Dude, pictures no, of no. Zeke Elliott grabbing women's titties. First of all, he slept with that woman. It was consensual. And there's a free the nipple movement, Tony. It's 2017. Girls' nipples can be exposed. Okay? <laughs> Number two, Zeke, the prosecutor said there's no evidence this woman was trying to extort him for money. It's clear that he didn't. He did not hit the woman that he's accused of hitting. So he's literally innocent, and Goodell, Goodell still wants to suspend him. That's the ego he has. But the main point I'm making is Jerry Jones is the true commissioner in the NFL because he. I don't know if he has dirt on every owner or he just throws the best parties and he's the coolest kid. So everybody wants to blow him, but or he's got the most money. I mean, he does. Well, have, considering he had the head of officiating. On a party bus in Vegas during preseason a couple of years ago. I mean, he's the only guy out there just palming strippers has like coconuts and just getting away with it. Any other owner does that, like they're going to have to sell their team. You know what I mean? Jerry Jones is above the law, which I'm not really cool with, but it is a witch hunt versus Zeke. Not just because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, it's only because he's on your fantasy team. Dude, he's literally being punished. for. If they go through with this and he's allowed to be suspended, that means that any job in the entire world, any your employer can suspend you for literally no reason. And if you try to sue him, they can point to this court case as a reason where somebody who did absolutely nothing okay, wrong. Okay, Tom Brady got suspended when it's in the collective bargaining agreement that it's just a fine and no suspension for what he did. Jeez. Deflating balls? Yes! It's a $250,000 fine. That's all it is in the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, well, I wasn't pro him getting suspended either. But I also wasn't pro people citing the fucking, like, Bill Simmons out there citing the ideal gas law, not even knowing what it is. You know what I mean? He probably doesn't even know what the N in fucking the PV equals NRT means. So we got all kinds of issues with that topic. But I'm... All right. You guys are going by the fight. <laughs> Anyways, Ken Hollow might be gone after this season before we went off about Jerry Jones. He's on a last year of his contract, so. Fuck him. So hopefully we, 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 could, we, could, we could see the end of that. I mean, geez, man, a new GM to Detroit uh, for the for the. I'm wings. officially applying a... for the job. Sign me up. We're gonna have some fun in the baddest ball in hockey. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't that be something to see, man? I mean, you saw Toronto do it uh, a year ago. They just tore everything down and and and, and started fresh. And I mean, can you imagine Apcot. seeing the Red Wings do that? We already got the stadium. We might as well just continue it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, I that was to what that the Wings needed to do. What we've been saying, they need to just tear it down. 
Yeah. They won't. Thanks for showing up and being a part of the, the show today. I want to say thank you. Thanks you, for having me. The things you did say were very intelligent. I'm glad I got to see you a lot this weekend. I miss you. We're coming down on uh, Halloween. Uh, Steph, I guess there's some big Halloween party in Columbus. Uh, Kashi, my ideas. Send them to I my. I didn't hear uh, about it. Okay, my mother. I'm not kidding you. My Jerry, mother. Jerry's gonna get drunk and dress up like a skeleton. Months. It, maybe the what? whole year, Frank. Wait, 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 wait. So what day would you be down there? Uh, the tw- I'm going down the 27th when LaBelle gets off work. I just need oh, to- it's oh, the 27th. It's the 20th. I need casting oh, ideas. Week that, oh, the 28th, Jerry. huh? It's the week before. Oh, because it's your birthday, Tony? Cry me a freaking not the, It's not the same weekend anyway. It's the, fucking, it's the, it's the week. It's the weekend before that. Oh, even better. See, and make everybody happy. But you heard it here first. It sounds like it's going to be recorded, Jerry. It's going That's down for real. serious words you're saying. So I'll see you on the 20th. Can't wait. All right, man. Can't wait. Can't wait. Trust Tony, <laughs> you going to pay the bills or what? Yep. All right. So, as always, thank you for downloading, listening, and subscribing. You can download the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also leave us a rating there. Uh, the show's Facebook is facebook.com slash revolutionary sports front. We're on Twitter at twitter.com slash RSF podcast. We got an Instagram that's revolutionary sports front. We, uh, the website's revolutionarysportsfront.com. And you can email the show directly at revolutionarysportsfront at gmail.com. And once again, thank you for downloading, listening, and subscribing. And thank you for being a part of the sports revolution.